All right, here you go, Manu. Here's a form of payment. Oh, thanks. Oh, here it is. It's oh my god! Wait, how did I get it also? I got, you also. got a 20! What? You got a 20? Wait, what? It, it multiplied. I don't know how. I guess inflation I, is really crazy I, these days. What a scam, man. Viewers, does this ring a bell for you? Because it's a chessboard. And you may have also known what these are they're chess pieces. And why are we talking about chess when we're speed cubers? Gotta stay loyal. Well, it's because this episode, we want to talk about certain hobbies that a lot of speedcubers also sort of like dip their toes into. Like, which hobbies have the biggest overlap with the cubing community? And I think chess is a big one, but there's also speedrunning video games. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's also... Magicians? Magic, I think, is a decent Magic, one. yes. Yes, like... Slate of hand card tricks. Yeah. Oh, guess what? One. What's what's the company that makes your timers? Oh, speed, oh, speed stacking. stacking. Speed yeah. stacks. Yeah. The, the cups. Yeah, the cups. The yeah, cup, cup stacking, stacking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True. It's yeah, for reals. There's there's loads of different hobbies, but I think I think chess is a good one, and we have none other than the the most famous chess streamer of all time, <sighs> Michael Chai Chi Latte. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, so he, you know when you had to vote for like the Twitch streamer of the year uh, for the chess category, you shouldn't have voted for Gotham Chess. You should have voted for Michael Chai Tea Latte. Um, but yeah. I mean, jokes aside, I think for this episode, we should keep track of who uses the biggest word. So The biggest word? Yeah, okay. I feel like a lot of cubers are tangentially interested in chess as well as cubing. And I just I, wanted to... You know, slide in that word right there. That is true. <laughs> Congratulations for using such a long word. word. It is quite yeah, a long word. Yeah. But the thing is, your statement, no, but... is, your statement is true. I think like a lot of uh, a lot of cubers are really into chess, but I don't really know why. Like I can't think of the reason why. Well, like here's the thing. I found like I find chess to be um, an interesting sport, um, and I only say sport because I think it is classified as a sport, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think because you have an opponent and stuff like that. I actually also carry your chessboard. It's a very beautiful chessboard. I just wanted to point that out. It is, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. I mean, uh, I, I told you guys before I started recording, but this chessboard has not been open for at least 10 years, which is why it's covered <laughs> with this like musty styrofoam thing, which lots of dust on it. I don't know if you can see like how gross it is. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, like I think, you know, both chess and cubing require... Like a little bit of intuition, but also just a lot of memorization. That's true. Um, there, yeah. there are like three cubers in mind that I can think of that are like good chess players, like really good chess players. The first one is Laser Monkey. Mm -hmm. oh, the yeah. second one, do you guys know ATC Faust on Twitch? Yes, yes, I do know. Oh, I, I don't, but I'm sure they're good at both hobbies. Yeah, ATC Faust on Twitch is apparently like a really good like twenty two hundred elo. Yeah, yeah. yeah, something like that. Oh, that, that, that's really good. Yeah, like really good. Laser Monkey is also like two K something. Um, and well, then yeah. Uh, oh, you can finish your thought, Carrie. But the third guy was Abjit. I think he's a really oh, good player. Oh, Abjit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. Well, isn't it like twenty seven hundred is like Grandmaster or something? Yeah, I think twenty seven. If you're twenty seven hundred, you're you have the skill level to be a grandmaster. But I think it's not the title is not actually attained through rating. It's attained yeah. through like your competitions, the people you face against, beating X, Y, and Z people, and that's a yeah. title. But yeah, it's yeah. more of a, like a sort of a general ballpark of the skill level. For comparison, Carrie, 
I'm rated 900. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember we talked about this, and, and I was saying, like, aren't beginners who, like, first create an account already rated 1,000? No, they're rated, I think yeah. they're rated 800, right? Oh, they're rated 800. Yeah, okay. they're rated 800. Um, so, so, yeah, so you I'm beat not the beginners. Good. I did it's, beat it's the okay. beginners. <laughs> it's okay. Um, this is, this is like... fun because we're all trying to discuss who's the king oh. of Twitch chess playing. That is true. So Chai is actually way better than 900 ratings suggest because at one point you were like 1100, right? And then you just I was 1100. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of stopped caring. So here's the thing about chess. So I don't know exactly why people like playing chess, but I feel like chess is just a type. It's just a hobby that a keeper would like at the end of the day. It's like, you don't really mind a hobby that's like time consuming. You like a hobby that stimulates your brain. And it, what are we missing from keeping in general? We're kind of missing the battle component of yeah. it. And it, chess yeah. has like an opponent for you. So it's just one of those things where it kind of fills all the dots. It's very strategic, obviously, um, as many board games are. Oh, but actually, I find that ch chess is good. So here, here's a thought I had. So I think actually, now that I think about it, I feel like there's actually like, so in cubing we have like algorithms, right? which are like preset moves that you memorize. Chess also sort of has that, right? It has like lines that you would memorize, like opening lines and yeah. stuff. Yeah, openings, yeah. Yeah, it's Sicilian just called- defense. Yeah, 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 and I think it's just called theory. So like, basically like you can start with like an opening, but as you get better and better at the openings, like black and white openings, you can like see like 20 moves ahead, exactly what it looks like. Right. And that's sort of like look ahead with three by three, where it's like if you know, like how one F2L pair solution would affect the next one, you can sort of, I don't know, predict it before you even get there. Uh, we should definitely put the link of this video uh, in in like a little card for this section. But a really really funny chess video is when someone edited Hikaru versus Magnus Carlsen. Yeah. <laughs> and Magnus Carlsen had a really overwhelmed face. But in the oh. video, <laughs> Hikaru pre-moved an entire match against Hikaru, oh. uh, Magnus Carlsen. Oh, like, I think the I entire thing was already like predicted from. Yeah, because it's an online game where you can do that. Yeah, and you pre-move the entire thing, and Hikaru like after he finishes the pre-move, he like sits back, makes a. Oh, Hikaru pre-moved it, and it has. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it has what is it? Pierre Gint Suite or in the Hall of the Mountain King playing? I think in the background, right? it's so funny we... <laughs> in the same corner of the internet yeah it, it's it's really funny um but I, I think chess is yeah i'm pretty good but um not 900 in, in technicality but i just started tanking and the thing about chess is that it's very demotivating to actually lose it's a very demotivating game because you feel so dumb like you look back at your games and you're just like why would i do that like upon retrospect yeah and i feel like with cubing um that happens less because i, I think you know you, you can pretty quickly find the like generally pretty good solutions but it's more about being able to do them faster whereas like, oh, with yeah. chess it's just a lot of blunders although i don't know i feel like sometimes i feel like that that can happen in cubing too where like sometimes oh, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. like hit a rut and can't that happened to me sort of when i was this was like a while ago when i was like really struggling to break sub 20 because i'd been like 21 average for years and i just could not figure out how to get from 20 21 to even just 19. and then one day it just felt like everything clicked and then after that i haven't I've, i like never have looked back oh. and i still don't know what exactly happened maybe it was like some like look ahead thing i wasn't doing before 
I don't think it was like any alg or anything particular that I learned, but yeah, like sometimes it just it that's just happens, interesting. So. I never thought about it like that, but I always thought of chess as like way more demotivating when you lose than like cubing not being able to break a barrier. But now I'm thinking about it like chess rating barriers are exactly the same yeah. feeling as cubing barriers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Like, I mean, also both can get worse over time. Like. You, like you could get your global average on cubing to like get slower by a second and that can be like really right. frustrating because yeah. you don't know mm -hmm. why and then your your elo rating can go down yeah well that's what's happening to me right now so long story short on my my cubing practice i'm basically switching to color neutral and on my green cross and blue cross i average about nine seconds and i'm actually pushing sub nine average but i switched to color neutral and i'm barely sub 11. Like, I, I can't, really. Uh, on yeah. a good day, I might be able to. I remember, like, Chai, you and I, like, raced, and I think with you color neutral and me, like, I guess because I've always been color neutral, like, you're only a tiny bit faster than me. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely know that you're making a sacrifice when you made that jump. Yeah, it's hard. But I just, I guess, for some reason, it's probably just because I'm not as invested in chess. It's like a nice secondary hobby. Sure. So when I lose, yeah. I'm just like, man, screw this. Let me just go back to cubing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Whereas... the people we know all have cubing as their like main hobby and then chess as a side hobby. But like, there's definitely people who have chess as their main hobby totally. and then cubing as a side hobby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like both chess and cubing, like they attract like a similar type of mind, right? It's like a very like analytical like trying to like yeah just trying to like a very strategic type of person who like wants to do both so i think it makes sense that there are and, and there are, yeah. i'm sure that there are like other cubers who also play chess but, like you know we just don't we just can't really name them i mean chai did like a whole like chess tourney with some of his viewers most of whom are, were cubers so <laughs> i beat most yeah. of my uh i beat most of my viewers except for like two yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that, that, I guess that suggests you have a higher rating than than you, than your profile would let you believe. But like at well, the end of the at the end of the day, too, another reason why I think chess is demotivating is because there are so many openings. I feel like cubing is very straightforward with like your steps, but like say for example, and. This is like self-induced, but I would open with the London system on white every single time. And then I just simply got tired of it because I didn't see the improvement and I switched to a new opening. The problem with chess is that when you switch to a new opening, the board looks completely different. Right. Like, just yeah. like the games that you see are just like, what is this? Right. And you have to basically relearn chess. And then like, realistically, if I wanted to push my rating, I should just get better at the London system. But it's boring, I'm sure. But it's so boring. Like, I just I know, can't I think do it. A lot of the hard work is boring. I mean, I right now, um, I'm playing the Vienna. The Vienna is so mm, fun. The, yeah, the but I lose a lot. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, so I think cubing is like actually somewhat similar. So I think cubing is similar in the way that we're like, I think like you, you're kind of thinking like, I'm going to do this method, right? And if you want yeah. to switch methods, you have to learn relearn how to cube like entire like imagine switching from C. Oh, to you root. went through that. Yeah, and you went through and that. Yeah, too. yeah, right. Like when I switched from CFOP to ZZ, like I had to I'm still learning relearning how to do F two L efficiently. Oh, did you know um Keaton switched to Rue? Oh, oh yeah, really? well for OH especially, because like right. yeah, like, OH makes he, sense. now now he 
has accepted that Rue is the faster method and he wants to go in on that. And Another like, Cuber, Johung Sun, he switched to Rue and he's oh, really? now like really fast. Yeah, he was seen. Yeah, I know like that it was a big improvement. But yeah, I guess mm -hmm. I could see that like analogous to chess uh, openings and switching them. I just wanted True. to quickly like throw out another hobby that I think might have some overlap, which is poker. Because I know um, former three blind world yes. record holder, Ishan Agarwal. Oh God, yeah. Like after he got the world record, he's like, I'm done doing three blind. Cause like he had like obsessed over it for like two years. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna study poker now. And I think I he's think... playing poker professionally now. Oh, for real? Really? I think so. Last I heard from him, to be fair, which was a while ago. But last I heard from him, yeah, he was playing poker professionally. Oh, that's a cool board. <laughs> with your yeah. with Steve on there too. Minecraft Steve. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I didn't want to like uh, uh, interrupt the conversation, but I, I set up like a chess game and just just to have like some visual of what we're talking about. Yeah. Who's going to win? I'm, I'm playing right now. <laughs> Yay. Wow. The king is castled right now. The king is castled <laughs> with the queen? Oh. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, well, I guess it's a rook. I mean, it, it's these, not. These but... are... <laughs> Wait, can you see this one? You, you can't see this one. Uh, this is a, a queen. <laughs> like, I was sort of absentmindedly setting it up, so I wasn't really thinking about whether it was realistic or not. I mean, what uh, I will who... say is that Steve here fits exactly on a two by two square, so Whoa. it's kind of wait. Like, Steve is like, like a mega piece. Yeah, speak is just Steve is just basically like king queen plus. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would imagine he can move like one tile at once, and then he can like capture oh. his queen by going like, vroom and just like stomping. Wait, so can Steve capture multiple pieces at once? Oh yeah, like if he's, um, imagine, like, let's say we have, uh, two pawns like that, and then Steve comes along and stomps on them both. Oh, goodbye! No. <laughs> oh, no. So we can, we should call Steve Emperor or Grandmaster. Oh. Grandmaster Steve. Grandmaster I was yes. thinking, like, yes. Wake up, honey, new, new, uh, new chess variant just dropped. Steve. Oh yeah, new I'm, I'm trying to think of um, but like kind of going back to the poker thing. Another cuber that played a lot of poker back in the day uh, was Edward Lin, if I'm not mistaken. Ah uh, yes, yes, I think that's, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I think that's who Ishan took a lot of inspiration from. Yeah, Edward Lin. He and he he became very successful in his trade. Very, so, very. I think Edward Lin was uh, um maybe a not a he, he was an example of like truly the the power of of the dedication of a really really good cuber like you became a really good cuber because you just were really dedicated to your craft yeah and um edward lynn was just one of those people that like when he switched to something he really cared about it i think that's the same thing with ishan isn't yeah, that exactly. Like, because Ishan will just switch hobbies. Ishan has tendencies like this too. I just remember, like good I have, at whatever. I have a great story from Ishan because Ishan and I were pretty we're pretty good friends in college. So, I think at some point, like, because I, I was playing badminton with um, you. I mean, I'm sure you all know Albert. Albert, you Cubics also. Um, so I was playing badminton with him for a decent amount of time, and at some point, you know, I kind of like weaned off of badminton. But once I think I had just mentioned to Ishan or something that I was gonna go play badminton with Albert, and Ishan was like, "Oh, I, I want to join. I want to play badminton too." Ishan was terrible. He had no idea what he was doing, right? But he was like, "This is so fun. Like, I want to continue." And I was like, "Okay, I'm game. Like, you know, you're you're like just as bad as I am. Let's let's play." <laughs> 
So he and I played, I think, every day, or maybe not every day, but maybe every other day for two months, and we went hard. Like at some point, like we were like watching YouTube videos on like the correct lunging technique, and we were practicing them in the parking garages, like in Berkeley, just when no one was there at night. We were practicing that stuff. We were practicing, you know, the the, the correct way to lunge. We were doing exercises and drills for like two months, and then after that, I think、oh, he graduated,、wow. and then. And then I and then I think I almost never heard from him again. I don't think I don't I have not played badminton at that level since, and I don't know if he has either. So it was very funny. Sean is very zero to hundred in these kinds of things. Do you think、mm-hmm. in those two months, like he improved, like more than you you would think a human could in two months? I don't know about more than a human could, but he he definitely improved a lot. And I think like just his passion going into it. Definitely helped him improve, right? It's like more than like、yeah. you know whatever technique or whatever he learned. It was just like the fact that he wanted to get better was I think that really like helped him, and you know that that helped him like motivate himself to like play more. See, I think、yeah. that's um a skill in cubing. If you if you're really dedicated to cubing, the the actual life skill that you get from it is your the、uh, the dedication and the work that you put in. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's very true. Yeah. I think、um, I guess that's what, what ties a lot of these hobbies together is that there is sort of like I don't know like if you think about like the skill curve or like the learning curve maybe just like I'm not making a judgment about how steep or, ne- or shallow it is but more that it, it goes on for a long long time meaning that like right,、yeah. as you keep putting more practice like you can keep improving for like months or years and years. You know, like some hobbies don't really have that. Like, if your hobby is like reading novels or something. Oh, I guess okay. Every hobby I say, I'm, I'm sure like the people who are really into it would be like, "How dare you say it's shallow?" Like, I, I guess maybe, maybe what I'm saying is like you can track your progress pretty clearly. That yeah, that is true. Poker or with cu- or cubing especially because you can like literally see the times going down.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I don't know. I was thinking like. Yeah, so all these cubers like they play chess too. I'm actually curious, Manu. Do you know any other cubers that play shogi other than you? So I think actually Abhijit is also into shogi. I think I think he's just into like chess-like games. But yeah, I think shogi is another interesting one, and I would like to make the case for shogi because I really like shogi. I'm not very good at shogi. Like I- I've like only played with like you know a couple couple people, but I think it's more interesting than chess. So I'll put that out there. Make your make your case.、Yeah. I mean, like I I don't know. I, I've never. All right. So okay. So this is okay. So if you've never heard of shogi, shogi is Japanese chess. So it's it's chess, but it's like a variant that I think either originated in Japan or was refined in Japan. And the key difference between shogi and chess is that in shogi,、um, the pieces that you capture of your opponent, you can actually use them as your own pieces. So you can drop them onto the board as a as your move, and that piece is like fighting for your side now. And so that's、like、that, both, yeah, kind of, and both、um, both parties can do this. So what happens in in shogi is that very rarely do games go to stalemate, like because like you know in chess there's like literally a form of stalemate that's like not enough not enough material, or like you can have sometimes you can have too much material and the other person has no material, and then you can end up in a case where you're stalemating because the other person can't do anything. In shogi, that's extremely rare. It is very, very rare for a stalemate to occur because usually you have pieces that you can use to either continue the attack, or you have pieces that you can use to like defend the attack, kind of. 
and there, there are many many things that you can do shogi is also a lot slower game than chess so in chess think about like your rook bishop queen knights um these are all like very relatively long range pieces they can move like really far and they can move back and forth in shogi most pieces can actually only move in one direction and when they oh, okay. when they move they can only move like one space so like pawns for example they can only move exactly one space forward at all times you can't go by two spaces you can't like go diagonally they, they always move exactly one space so right and i think like that also makes the game much more interesting it, it like slows down the game so then like you really have to like think about like which moves make more sense yeah carrie did you play yeah. chinese chess before uh i remember i played some version of chinese because there's a lot of them right like i played some version where there's like a an elephant a lion a tiger and it goes down the line down to a rat and then like every animal can capture the uh, the animal smaller than it but the rat is the only one that can capture the elephant by oh God. climbing up I've, its I've trunk. I've never. Oh, that I've sounds so fun. Of... So the chess that I'm referring to is Xiangqi. Oh, I've heard. Of oh, it. Xiangqi. That, yeah. That, that's uh, different than the one I described, right? Yeah, but have you played that one before? I think maybe like once. Like maybe my family was like, you have to play it at least once. Is that the one? Oh, oh. Okay, I'm googling it now. It's like both teams have like the king, but then there's also like two guards that can kind of like stay really yes. close to the king. And the elephant is a guard. Like, so this is interesting, Manu. You bring up a great point, and I did not know this about Shogi, that most pieces can only move forward and only a couple scores at a time. Right, yeah. Which I find interesting because that's actually different from Chinese chess already. But it really highlights how fast-paced chess is. And I never appreciated right. that because I recently I've been playing chess and it's just like, man, it takes forever to play one game sometimes. But it is extremely fast paced. Like the opening is like three moves and then, oh, you're in the mid game. Right, right. Yeah, and then you could immediately, you could like, as soon as move two, you could create like a serious problem. Like, oh shoot, like I'm about to lose type problem. Right. In chess, like the wayward queen attack as as they call it, right? Mm -hmm. Or the, uh, the fried liver attack or um, what's it called? The scholar's mate. All of right. these are within like five mm -hmm. moves. And then I think about Xiangqi or Chinese chess, because that's my experience with like a different type of chess, not the traditional international chess, right? And then I'm just like, wow, I didn't realize that is really fast paced. Yeah, I mean, to compare- I just haven't played the other chess in a long time. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't realize. So, so to compare, in, ch in international chess, I think you can castle as early as move four, if you wanted to. In Shogi, the- fastest castle that you can make takes i think it takes at least seven moves and you know and one of those moves like the first move in shogi is very standard the, basically almost everyone plays the exact same first move so if you include that one also there are eight moves that you need to do in order to make that castle so whereas like chess like you can very simply just move the king and then the rook goes on top in shogi you have to move every single piece individually exactly into the spot that they're supposed to go so it's very, it's like much, much slower oh, wow. that way. Yeah, I yeah. guess it's like, you, yeah, like you have to, I guess that your your opponent could kind of tell what you're doing then if, you, if you're starting to move it into that formation. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. more that I'm thinking about it, it sounds like chess is the embodiment. Uh, international chess is the embodiment of what it means to have offense is the best form of defense. In some sense, I think. 
Because like also a strategy in chess is like, oh, my queen is threatened. You should create an equal or even greater threat to their queen this, or something else. This is this is actually the same. In Shogi, this is, I think there's also concepts like this. So. No, no, no. Yeah, the concept is the same, but I'm just saying like the defensive capabilities in chess are like way different than Shogi. They're very different. And for, for Chinese chess, you have defense only pieces. I think Shogi, you have defense only pieces, right? Uh... Sort of. There, there are more defensive pieces. But yeah, in Chinese chess, you have pieces that only defend, which is like just super yeah. interesting. That's really, that's really different. Yeah. Yeah, it's super different. I was like, wow, I didn't realize how fast-paced chess was. Yeah, I mean, like, um, yes, yeah. oh sorry, yeah, in chess, like every piece that can defend can also attack. So, like, there, there's no concept of like a a piece that merely meant to block. Oh, shogi is similar, actually. Sh shogi, all pieces can. Like they defend in the same way that they attack, at least. So okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. you know what else is fast paced? Speed, Speed running. running, baby. Let's oh, go. Oh my god! <laughs> True. You for the thumbnail. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If you guys yeah. were listening in the, if you guys were watching the thumbnails for our podcast on YouTube, um, you may or may not be noticing that I'm running. <laughs> I guess that that is solidified as a thumbnail now. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of people that are into speedrunning. Like Manu, you speedrun, right? I'm a speedrunner. That that is my primary secondary hobby. That doesn't make any sense. Primary secondary hobby. So uh, uh, outside Prime, of, that doesn't make any sense, dude. Outside of like, uh, okay, well to be fair, I have a lot of hobbies, but speedrunning is one of my most fun, like the one of my favorite hobbies, um, and I think it's really really fun to just go really deep into into like certain games and just try and like play them as fast as possible. Mario 64, Zelda, um, Celeste I know is a, is a pretty big one amongst Yeah, Cubers. Celeste is a big one. Shout out to Cuberstash. Yeah, Cuberstash, great Celeste runner. Um, I think Mario 64 is, has to be the biggest one. I actually know several Cubers who are Mario 64 speedrunners. So I, I'm oh, one of them. Oh, uh, Scalpel. Scalpel? Oh, oh so yeah, Scalpel. Yeah. So his is, um, I, think, I think he does the 2D Marios. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, uh, yeah, Super Mario Bros. Yeah, Super well, Mario he, he Bros. He was like top ten in the world or something. I remember I made a video of like the history of Super Mario Bros. World Records, and he was on it. Oh, he oh. was on it. <laughs> yeah, like he made top fifteen or top five. I think it, like there's some side category that's like warpless. You're not allowed to do the warping. Right. Yeah, yeah, and He yeah. actually got the world record. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I think I've seen those videos. And then, you know, not to admit, the I think the most interesting one, Graham, Graham Siggins, or Sigalig. Yeah. He's a, he's a big speedrunner. Mario 64, I think he's done Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Country or Donkey Kong Country 2. Um, I think he might have tried doing one of the Kirby games. In any case, yes, I think speedrunning is a very interesting hobby. I guess I should say, so the speedrunning is basically a goal of trying to play a video game as fast as possible. And, and finish is like a different, it can vary depending on what you're doing. But the most like classic one we call any percent. So that means you complete the game as fast as possible and complete in this case means get to the end credit scene. You know, you don't really have to do like the other side quests, anything, any of that stuff. You know, sometimes you can use glitch, glitches, sometimes you can't use glitches, but you need to get to the end. So for example, let's do Minecraft. Minecraft might be an easy one to understand. In Minecraft, the the speedrun ends as soon as you defeat the ender dragon and um warp through the end portal that's created once the dragon is defeated so something like that do that as fast as possible by taking whatever method whatever things you need to do yeah yeah wait did you that wasn't a speedrun was it 
was it were you doing breath of the wild 100 percent? yes so the, i did that i did that speed run that was a, a oh, year and a oh, half oh that was ago. that was a speed run like that was, completing the entire game completing as fast as possible completing the entire game and everything so let's the, so the difference between 100 percent and any percent is 100 percent is you have to complete everything in a game that's like defined so there are a bunch of defined goals that you need to complete and 100 percent tries to do everything in the game that's trackable so let's talk about so breath of the wild 100 percent what that means is that you need to get everything in the game that the game tracks so that includes korok seeds 900 korok seeds uh 120 shrines uh all four dungeons divine beasts you need to get all heart containers you need to get all um all armors that you can't sell off um and that you can't replace you need to upgrade all of them you need to get all pictures um you need to do a bunch of other achievements you need to defeat all mini bosses there's a bunch of stuff in that game so to speed run that game i did it in september 2021 that took me 46 hours and 41 minutes to do i was gonna say like yeah. everything you listed off feels like it, ta- it would take forever yeah um, 46. i mean like 100 yeah 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 so that that took like, 46 46 hours. i think the current world record is like at 16 or 15 hours so I, i'm clearly way worse so, but really i mean the, yeah. Dang, well, also they outclassed that, you. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> that's also it's not in one sitting, I hope. So it is sort of so when 46 hours so for because Breath that, of the Wild 100% is so long, that one in particular is split up into multiple segments. So I did 15 hours for one day, then I would sleep for nine hours, then 15 hours the next day, then sleep for nine hours, then 15 hours the next day, sleep again, and then just finish. Yeah, I remember okay. that because at the time we were living together. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he did not. He literally did eat, sleep, speedrun, repeat. <laughs> yeah, that's for that's, four days. For four days, yeah. But yeah, oh my god. Well, uh, yeah, I guess like that was you know, crazy. If, if you don't have work and like, oh, I took you time off this work. Record. I took time off work to do it. I didn't get a record or anything. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't get a record. Like, obviously, I didn't get a record. I'm just slow. But the the cool thing is well, that for 100 yeah. percent Breath of the Wild, only so few people have done it because it's just crazy. But so I think yeah. I think I'm still like top thirty in the world out of like thirty five people who have ever attempted it and attempted it and completed it. So wow, that's that's pretty wow. good. You could say you're thirtieth in the world for something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's cool. I, I think that's that's what's cool about speed running is like if you like pick the more niche video games, you very often you can find like events that you know so few people have done that it's like an easy world record for taking i mean obviously oh. yours was not oh yeah there's but... no way i could have gotten i mean i was expect. i was not expecting to get the world record so oh let me tell you about another yeah, you... another fun game that i have where where is it actually you, you guys can continue talking but i i actually held the world record in a different game oh world, world, world record. record yeah if let I, me guess I did you it. actually ah here it is yeah this game pokemon ranger it's a, wait, 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 wait. You held a world record? So I held a world record in this stupid game, Pokemon Pokemon Ranger. It's a side game. Um, it's not one of the main series Pokemon games. And I held the world record in a side category. So in Ranger, there's like these side missions that you can do um, to collect mythical Pokemon. Um, they were called RangerNet missions. And right. I was the fastest one to complete RangerNet in English. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh. Ang- so, so like if you do a because different language, is it like a different game? Right. Yeah. So there there are different leaderboards for the other oh, languages. Oh God. Because Japanese is oh, way okay. faster than English, I think. 
So, and I only have the English version of the game because that version of Pokemon Ranger is my original. That's the first video game I ever bought on a console. That was the, the very first video oh, game I got okay, so when I was got, 10 it's years like, old. It's got like a personal sentimental value then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th th that's why well, I ran out of the English because I just, I just had the English one. Yeah. Wait, well, sentimental value, but Pokemon Ranger or Mystery Dungeon Explorers of Time and Darkness. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. So you're asking which one do I like more? Yeah, that one is so hard because PMD Explorers is is probably the best Pokemon game ever. Yes, but Ranger <laughs> yeah. is so much fun, dude. Ranger, Ranger is really fun. If you haven't played Pokemon Ranger, I really recommend it. But you have to play it on a DS thing. You can't you can't emulate it. It's very difficult. Also, I'm sorry if you guys are listening or even watching this podcast. My cat is going ham. Uh, <laughs> No, I like that. He's going crazy. <laughs> the, the more activity in the background, the, the more fun. Wait, I didn't even notice. Yeah, he's going. But yeah, if there's he ringing is. in the background, guys, that's my cat. <laughs> ringing. Yeah. Latte is just living life. Anyway, Manu, like when you got the world record, how how much did it beat the previous record by? I don't remember. Oh, I think it, I think there were maybe it. only like two or three other people who ran the category. So, oh, okay, I <laughs> and see. I don't even have the world record anymore. I think so someone else, someone else beat it. So, well, that's just sort of like destiny. Like I feel like, yeah, any record you try to get, like you either try to keep holding on to it by improving it, or just you know someone else is gonna take it. Yeah, yeah. I think but, you for... know that that is pretty cool though. That's pretty cool that even though there's only three people that attempted it, no one did what you did at the time, at least. Yeah, at, at the, the at the time. I think it's still cool. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, and I think for the full game, by the rec for the record, I actually don't know. Let me check. But I think last I checked for English, on the on the full game doing any percent, I think I was, I think I was fourth or maybe third. Let me see. Wait, where did we have a awkward silence? Oh no, I'm second. Well your second yeah but this is for the any percent this is for any percent in english yeah do you know how many people are on the list total there are five people total <laughs> okay so 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 you you are ahead of three i'm ahead of three that's right that's right wait yeah. i have a thought exercise uh it's a sidebar because yeah. we're speaking of people that have never done something before right do you guys subscribe to the idea or do you guys think about it that when you make a step on the ground that no one including yourself I've thought will ever that. have the exact same step covering the exact same measurement ever again uh i mean people can are gonna get like very very close so very close but like when you go to like the microscopic level i mean yeah it's never well, going to be exactly the same do you subscribe well, to that idea well, well i mean i mean it's true I think it's true, but also it's like not that. It's not that interesting. Me meaningful though, because like... <laughs> I guess I just think about this way too much, dude. <laughs> well, I, I remember like Shy when man. I was young and I like. You guys don't uh... think about this? <laughs> not really. Well, I, I mean, know, I was, I was about to like say, say a, a related thing I, I did think about, which is like when I was oh, young okay. and I, ha I looked through the Guinness World Guinness Book of World Records. Someone had like a record for like being the fastest marathon runner for like a woman over sixty or something, and I was just thinking like. Technically, we all have world records because I could just say like fastest marathon runner for someone like between the ages of like eight point two 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 five six seven and eight point two two five six eight, 
and like oh. it would be such a narrow category, right. I would win. Right. That's and a that's a good thought experiment too. Yeah. So, I, but I, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uniqueness in the world if you go down to the very fine level. Yeah, but it also like kind of removes the impressiveness, I guess. But it just made me think like. I've never thought about it, that. That's cool. Well, Chai, I feel like your thought experiment is kind of similar because, like, when it, <laughs> like, you when you take a step, if you want to be like, if if you really really want to be unique because you just crave it so badly, you just have to be specific enough, and, and at a certain level, you will be the only person. Who's I guess that's that true. Step. Yeah, that, I mean, think about mine, right? A, it's a random game. B, it's a random category of this game. It's RangerNet, which is like auxiliary missions and C it had to be in English so it's like already <laughs> like completely specific that it like completely filters everyone else out mm. yeah true, yeah true. So but I, now that this is podcast we can like maybe the viewers will try doing it too and then you'll have more people below you that's true the other thing is that's also why we're the number one speed cubing podcast in the world because <laughs> there are no other speed cubing podcasts <laughs> no active ones at least Dilsoni. Wait, is it Dilsoni? I thought it was DSL1. Oh, DS... I don't know. Anyway, like... I'm dyslexic. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, I think it's a lot of podcasts out there that, like, just started so many years ago that, like, you can't expect them to be active now because, like, nothing stays active for that many years. You know, know, the thing about podcasts, though, is, like, the reason why they started many years ago is I think most of them started in a pandemic. Oh. Oh yeah, but just Dilsoni is like even older. Oh really? Yeah, I know that that was like from, like, 2017. I want to say. Oh, that's really? pretty old. Huh? I did not know that. I, I feel like if wrong. they came back, it would be it would be a good time. Not yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they got a lot of good names. A lot of people I think would want to listen to them. So. Wait, episode one is from 2015. What the? 2015. That's older than some speed cubers, I bet. Oh my god, that's older than Yi Heng Wong. <laughs> no, wait, it's not. is it? No, it's not. He's nine. It's not. He's nine. It was close. Yeah, it's close. It's close. That that's <laughs> that's actually insane. That that's crazy. Um, well, when I was nine years old, <laughs> I was a cup stacker. Did you guys know that? <laughs> Oh no! This well, is wild. What? Did didn't all our PE classes have like a unit in cup stacking? Yes, yes. Is that how you got into that's, it? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I learned a cup stack. I did not know that cup stacking was a thing until elementary school, when for some reason in in our physical education class, like we were taught how to cup stack for some reason in elementary school. Yeah, yeah I don't I know it, why at all. Well, like, the company that, like, produces them must have had, had a major push to, like, get it into every school. Is speed stacking Oh, it was in, um... No, but... Uh... They, they really try hard to advertise it. Like, every time I see, like, video footage of a cup stacking competition... It looks epic. Yeah, like, they, they, they have so many, like, practices that make it seem more official. Like, like the judge with the cards. Oh. Like, like, a referee. So so here's the thing about cup stacking. I remember when I would practice, like, because the reason why it was more popular too is like, it wasn't as bad as like a Rubik's Cube that you find at Target. There's like official like boxes you can get at Toys right. R Us, you can get at Walmart, right. you can get at Target, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And then, and then you had your set. And then for me, I remember practicing, I don't know how cup stacking works now, but it, it started out as like a 3-3-3, 3-6-3, 
Oh, then the cycle. And then, yeah, and then a 161. Something like that. Oh, 161? Like Interesting. It's like one basically like one, one, well, yeah, one ten one, something like that. Like one cup on each side, and then you stack the big tower, and then use the two cups on the side. That's clap, right. Yeah, clap, I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. And then boom, I would, boom. I remember pushing sub ten, but I never got sub ten. And at the time, it was pretty impressive. At the time, the world record holder was like a girl. I forgot what her name was, but it was like mm -hmm. five seconds or something, six seconds maybe. Wow. But all these yeah. guys like wear like jerseys at their competition. Yeah, yeah they like, do. They yeah. have like team events. Oh, that's fun. Oh, yeah, like they share hands, stuff like that. But here's what I can't stand about cup stacking competitions. I can't stand watching the the, the behind the scenes or like the, the before the actual time. They can practice and like, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. And just like keep doing it. It's like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like that. Like wait, well, so you like, don't have like, to watch the behind the scenes. Like they can, they like, would always restart. They would always just restart their their their. And like their it wouldn't count time. officially. Pretty much, I think the way that cup stacking works, and I could be proven wrong here. I do know that they restart times all the time, but I believe the way they record times is that they continue to record times out of like a certain time limit, and then the best time recorded oh, is your official result. That's that's. Interesting. Huh? It's like us trying to like cube as quickly as possible and taking our best single. That kind of like lowers the stakes, but I guess it also increases the chance of like a really good world record because, you know, if you... You just get more attempts. Yeah, you get more attempts, then there's more chances for a good world record. I guess like the thing is that like with uh, cup stacking, like the, the scrambled state and the solved state is exactly the same, right? So it's very yeah. easy to verify that the puzzle is scrambled. Whereas like, you know, for cubing, like it's it's difficult to verify that the puzzle is scrambled correctly. Like that that takes it physically takes time. That's something that someone else has to do. Otherwise, like this you know, the solver is gonna get knowledge of the scramble. Uh Max Park was a very good cup stacker. I don't know oh, if he still right. cup oh, stacks. Huh. Yeah, I mean Max Park is definitely like a bigger name within cubing than within cup stacking, but I definitely think that cup stacking could be like your gateway into speed cubing. Yeah, I, I feel like Max. I feel like Max could dominate cup stacking if he tried. Yeah, but I think it's less like. Well, okay. People have already made this observation that cup stacking is like there's less variety because like you're doing the same motion each time. So I think, you know, when Max is like practicing, I'm sure it's like you could spend like much longer learning every ZBLL. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of learn. speaking of world record. Or not world record are doing things that other humans have never done before since there are 43 quintillion possible scrambles of oh yes that's, that's true you We've could say done. like i had like the fastest solve on this so scramble state of the of this salt uh scramble state of the cube because right. it's true no one else has seen it before yeah well, well okay n never mind i guess but, like every cuber yeah. in the same group sees it but yeah like, but if, if you're you, doing something at if, home or if you're a hand scramble or something yeah, exactly. Like, no one else has ever seen it. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I hand think... scrambling, there's a chance that you see the same state, though. Yes, I, something that, about it. That is totally happening. Because your hands just repeat the same motions over and over. Like, I'm pretty sure, yeah, like, yeah, I, I start, like, all... What, what, what move sequence? One, two, three, four. I'm pretty sure I start all my scrambles with the same four move sequence. <laughs> oh, that... I, I'm pretty sure I do, too. 
Maybe it's like R U prime R prime. I don't, I don't know. R U prime. R mine prime is U. like mine is R U prime R two D prime. R U. Okay, that's that's pretty good. So you're an R U D kind of guy. Uh, yeah, I, I guess from ZZ. So, so I do R two F B prime U prime, and what then the? just go what? crazy. <laughs> okay, oh, I can kind of see it. it's like R two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I R two F. R2, F, B prime, and then U prime. <laughs> That's so crazy. It's because R2 is just so, like, you know, fluid. Yeah, I mean... Anyways, yeah, I, I, yeah hand scrambling, anyway. eh, don't do not do it. <laughs> well, uh, what I was going to say, like, uh, you were talking about how, like, oh, it's, you got the fastest solve on that scramble. That isn't true for 2x2, because it's only about, like, 4 million possible states. And, like... Oh, we yeah, have, we've exhausted cubers, that. There's yes. definitely been 40... Uh, they, Two, yeah, four million solves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like Zane Kanani alone might have gotten like. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, Dude, it, wait, how many seconds is two million seconds? Or how many? Sorry, I just asked the dumbest question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How many? How, how, how many minutes is a million seconds? No, it's just about twenty-three days. It's twenty-three days. So if he cube nonstop for twenty-three days, he could see every scramble state theoretically. Uh, no, no, four well, times. He has that. to. He has a scramble and all that. Oh, he has a scramble. And like inspect. I don't so I think it would take a very long time to see all the scrambles. If he cubed non-stop for a year, yes. and then 15 I, hours a day. Yes. I think that's he could doable. probably see every single state. Yeah. <laughs> Zane, I have a challenge for you, bro. <laughs> oh my god. I mean you could write a computer program that guarantees that every state has been hit, because like Otherwise, you're just sort of, sort of like hoping in the dark that you've reached them all. Oh, true. Um, that would yeah. be such an entertaining video if you wrote a program to do it and then you challenge someone to do it. How long would that'd it be? That'd be way more work than the video is worth. Dude, like, <laughs> dude that, that's, that's going to one person would be like wasting a year of their life. Yeah, and that's that's a year they're like fifteen hours a day. Like that is a lot of time to work. <laughs> the key is yeah. you don't do it on YouTube. You do it on Twitch. That way oh you can God, get a, money in the moment. A year, a year long stream. <laughs> oh God. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know don't about think, that one. I don't think people would be paying by the time you get to the, like the two million four hundred sixty-seven thousandth scramble. <laughs> Who knows? That, man. that would be pretty crazy. Although I wonder if like collectively, if you got enough people, like let's say you got like a thousand people, right? I wonder if you gave each of them 4,000 solves to look at and said, so like, okay, well, here are your 4,000 solves. Go and solve these 4,000 solves. Like, figure out whatever the best, like, whatever the optimal solution is for these 4,000 solves. I bet we could probably yeah, solve 2x2. Two two. Like, all of 2x2 two two states, we knew exactly the optimal uh, Well, the, no, people already, know, like, optimal 2x2 two two solvers are, like, pretty easy to, to make. I know, like, Ben Whitmore has done it. Um, I think... Uh, you can also like lower the number by being color neutral, and I think it actually, right, goes down to a number that's like, I, I have no idea what it is. Maybe like in the tens of thousands, which is like shocking. Maybe like hundreds of thousands. Hmm. That would make sense. Well, like if you do color neutral, can't you just divide by six? Well, no, because like some scrambles are symmetrical, in which case, like if you were to divide, you would come across the same scramble so you don't want to like divide that by six but it should also be uh, 24 because there's 24 orientations of a cube oh that's true um but then like you don't want to double count you know what i'm a little scrambles. bit 
I, this is a hot take. This is a hot take, and tell me guys how you feel about it. But thinking of adjacent yeah. hobbies to cubing, because it's not specifically cubing, but one of the more yeah. viral things in the cubing community is cube art. Oh, that's cube true. Cube mosaics. Oh, mosaic, and like Soup Timmy. The, Ty, do you, do you yeah, have it? The, do you have the mosaic right now? It's Latte ruined it. Oh, <laughs> But here's, here's my hot take. I'm a little bit disappointed that it's so viral actually i'm a little like... bit disappointed that it's so viral to the point where like rubik's finds it important to have a mosaic as a part of like their big event as like a, a um like a booth just for cube mosaics and the reason is is because man we're like the things that we're actually doing with rubik's cubes is just so incredible and i just don't understand why people are so drawn towards the mosaics instead of speed cubing you're a hater but that's just me you're i'm a, a little bit petty i'm a little bit petty honestly but like to I me it's, just i don't know i don't get it yeah it's because it's hard it's easier for yeah it's easier for non non cubers to like participate in it but also like maybe like appreciate the artistic yeah like admire it. even it, if it is yeah. yeah even if it isn't that artistic because you're sort of following a like a per pixel drawing by a computer it's still just like yeah but yeah. like here's an example and like first off i met soup timmy he's a cool guy right like soup timmy, he great guy first off yeah and it's awesome that he got to work with david dobrik like that's another that's thing. so oh, cool great content creator and like i love cubing mosaics in general but to me i'm just like man i wish that the scenario in an alternate reality a parallel universe that instead of david dobrik featuring soup timmy in a cubing mosaic video, I actually wish David Dobrik and Soup Timmy did a speed cubing collab video. But that's just me, because I feel like that's what I would have drawn to as a non-cuber. But clearly that's not true. I think people are more interested as a non-cuber in cubing mosaics. Yeah, I... yeah, and David Dobrik can only really oh, collaborate with like what brings in the views, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, probably an intentional choice, and it looks cool. Like it's aesthetically That's amazing, true. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 is a good point. And I think there's something about like, like you use like a bunch of like small objects that you know like don't really look like anything, and like you like kind of like put them all. It's like pointillism, right? You take a bunch of small objects that individually they look like nothing. If you zoom in, it looks like absolutely nothing, but then you zoom out. And you just see like something that's like extremely recognizable someone's face famous art painting you know something like that there there's something about like yeah. the there, there's something about like you know at the lower level there's a bunch of chaos but then once you like look like step back everything is like very very neat and tidy so i think you know speed cubing is like different in it's different in a lot of ways i think like speed cubing is really impressive for like i think like it's dexterity memorization things like that whereas like Aesthetically, if you want to talk about that, I think cube art takes the cake, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think that's fair. Um, also, Latte is moving my camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Latte up close. I can this is the closest Latte's ever been. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I yeah. guess I'm a hater. Like, And it's definitely a hot take. Like, I acknowledge it, right, at the end of the day. This is like, man, I wish. Because like, I'm all pro like speed cubing, you know? Like, right. Yeah. I'm a speed cubing well, like, buff. <laughs> True. I'm trying to think of like an analogy. Maybe, maybe like a. Hmm. 
I mean, there's not really, like, you know, like, as far as, like, analogy is concerned, uh, maybe we could, like, refer to, like, chess again. It's kind of like playing chess, but then again, I don't think it's actually that viral. But there are, like, chess videos where they play chess challenges or, like, oh, try to win with oh. all knights. Try to win with all rooks. Yeah, and that could uh, get more views because it's just more interesting to us. It's just more interesting, but it just feels like a... I, man, disservice is a strong word. It's not a, a cubing mosaic is not a disservice. I wanted to make that very clear. I just wish that speed cubing got that spotlight. Like, yeah, or at least we could yeah. share it, maybe. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's probably the better way to say it. You know. Mm. Yeah, I guess it's like. Uh, well, I mean, speed cubing videos, like even of the competitions, can like randomly go super viral on YouTube. Yeah, like, sometimes. I remember, like. Like some video by Leo Borromeo have like fourteen True. million views or something. Wow, Leo Borromeo, the Felix Zemdex, mm. <laughs> yeah, Felix video. Yep. Um, noob, a uh, noob pianist actually has TikToks, and one like his more viral TikToks are just him like scrambling on a Gan I robot, ah, <laughs> and yeah. him solving oh, yeah. it, and him solving it one handed, and like they have like a like crazy amount of views. But it's, like, it doesn't even have to be that, like, the most skilled one-handed solving. It just needs to be enough to make, like, non-cubers be like, whoa, what is that? Yeah, no, Noob is a terrible one-handed solver. Let me put that <laughs> on the record. What <laughs> if Noob's watching this? There's not a chance of getting him as a guest, guest like, no. star. The end. Noob, I love you. I'm Rest sorry. He's Noob. But oh, maybe... Maybe the truth hurts. Yeah. Whatever oh hurts is true. Goodness. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think with any <laughs> hobby, there's like a two two axes. There's like a, uh the actual skill level that only like the pros can really measure, and then there's also the axis of like how accessible is this content to the general public. And mm -hmm. they're almost like unrelated, like they're they're two independent metrics. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And sometimes there are ways to like spin, like speed cubing as like something else, right? Like, I feel like, and, and I think a lot of times that comes as like the form of like challenges or something, you know? Like, mm. I'm gonna speed cube, but like, you know, what? I'm gonna do speed cube, but I'm only gonna use one hand, or I'm gonna do it, but I'm not gonna look at the cube, or I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna do it with my feet or something, you know? Some just just crazy things. Yeah, and like, oh, I, I just remember the analogy I was gonna make. Which is like Minecraft speedrunning, because um, like the people who actually have the records in the speedrun are like generally not as well known. Um, I remember like there'll be okay, I don't know who has the record now, but there would be like Brent Tilda or like The Sizzler, and there are people who are no well known within the small speed people who mm -hmm. actually speedrun. But then like the Minecraft YouTubers that like millions of people subscribe to, like are the ones who are making videos like Minecraft, but like I put myself in an ice bath while I'm speed running or like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know of any other examples, but like, you're like speed running Minecraft, but with like DDR pad. Yeah. 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 It's like not no about the actual like pinnacle of skill, but it's more about like how to keep it weird and refreshing. Yeah. 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 I remember I saw one, I think that was no jumping. I forget who made that video. Point Crow, Small Ant, CJ, I don't remember. But someone made that video. And I, I, I saw that, and I don't really watch a lot of Minecraft, but I saw that, I was like, 
There is no way, dude. Like jumping is like a key mechanic of Minecraft. How is this possible? I mean, click. There you go. Yeah. But that reminds me of like this video that was like, you can beat Super Mario 64 with one and a half A presses. Yes. A is how you jump. There we go, dude. The this... ABC challenge. Oh. There's a, there's an amazing video oh. that, that you have to watch by there's an amazing video series by Bismuth. You have to watch that if you're interested in Mario 64 ABC challenge. It's an incredible video. It's very very technical though. So, but it's such a such yeah, an incredible I mean, I, video business series. videos do get technical, but that, I guess that's like why you dive into them. Yeah, they're so good. ABC like A button challenge is insane. Watch for Rolling Rocks is probably the one you're thinking of in half an A press. That's a viral video. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's the Watch for Rolling Ro Rocks. And the video was by like Pan and yeah, Cohen Pan and Cohen. 2012. Pan and twenty twelve. Yeah, that one. Yeah, and yeah. Enter the Secret Aquarium zero A presses. That one is also a wild, wild video. Ooh, yeah, I have to check that one out too. All these like challenges got me thinking about Red Bull, mm -hmm. and um, when they did the Red Bull World Cup, I think I, Red Bull. If you got any people that were watching this podcast for. God knows why, how you found us. And I guess if you did, thank you for supporting us. But I guess take it as maybe, I wouldn't say a lesson, but when you created the Red Bull World Cup and you created three by three by three fastest hand event, like <laughs> that, was just, event. that was just a slap in the face to all WCA competitors. <laughs> fastest like just call it, just call it one handed. Like, <laughs> like, could you just why the clear the clear reason is they were just trying to brand it differently but it's just like man you just like really tried to divide like everything you wanted it to be your own it was so well, yeah 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 that wasn't the play red bull yeah interesting because like red bull tried to like do their championship and it happened but like it's been a few years since then and they haven't done it again so i guess it was like a one-time fling yeah they just yeah. didn't get the buy-in well, I guess this is an adjacent hobby, but not in the traditional sense. It's just like a different avenue of cubing, like a, a a new way to kind of enjoy cubing is the Red Bull World Cup. It was just extremely unsuccessful. I just don't think anyone bought into the concept. Yeah, I mean, and I think we people didn't buy in. It just it just didn't seem it didn't make sense that Red Bull and WCA were not collaborating. Right. 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 Like they went on the they did their own thing without really getting communication with the right because you're, you're like alien you're alienating like the speed the, the speed cubing community right like the like the people who know how to run speed cubing competitions and know how to like you know like do them properly you know we have the regulations and everything and like the people who are competing in the red bull cup are from the wca like i know yeah it's not like the, it's like a completely random population that they're trying to serve yeah, because yeah, like yeah. The, the people who are like generally good at cubing are the ones who know about the WCA. Like, there's there's no mystery group of like really fast cubers who don't know about the WCA. That doesn't really exist. Yeah, it's just really um I don't know. I thought that was pretty awkward. Um, but I just it just got me thinking. I guess um cubing could could be a little bit could have a different component to it. I think we've talked about it on numerous occasions. Mm -hmm about like how it could be a better hobby, like ways to innovate the event, stuff like that. Um, did you guys wanna, have you guys, are you guys interested at all in like keeping magic tricks? Oh, I've seen, I've seen a couple. I think I've seen one, one particular person. You guys know Steven Brundage? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I think he was on like America's Got Talent yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, like, th there's the way you can like throw a cube up and it solves itself or something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly how, I actually was. don't know how they do that. I don't know how they do that. And then like a classic one is like they wave the cube and they solve it one handed while you're not paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, cause you just can't see cause your eyes can't track it or something. Yeah, I think that's how the one with like, uh, if you get like a, all right, thanks Chipotle for sponsoring this video. Um, you get like a, <laughs> you get like a paper bag or something. I think like there's like a certain set of moves that you can do on like, so it looks like it's scrambled on one side, but then as you put it in, you just like apply those moves and then take it out and then like it's, it's solved. It's solved. It was solved right there. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it went in solved, so. Yeah, I guess I'm easy to impress. <laughs> yeah. I don't know many cubing uh, mad tricks. I do know that there's probably, I think, a couple people on TikTok that's doing it. Oh. And then they do, like, uh, some variation of, like, slice moves, like M. Like, the M slices. And oh. Like, it's solved. Or, like, or they like, flip it over and the other side is solved. It, R, like okay, yeah, watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, can you do it? Oh wait, no, I messed up. No, I did it wrong. Oh. There you go. <laughs> I ended up with this weird pattern. How did that happen? Yeah, what did you do? I don't know. Someone can reconstruct it in the chat. All right, wait, wait, I'll do it again. Watch very, very closely. I'm watching, I'm, I'm watching, whoa. <sighs> oh, watching, watching, watch. Um, oh! I give, I give that a C minus. <laughs> I give that a B plus, dude. All right, that's it. <laughs> C minus. There you go. Alright, pay the magician fee now. Oh no. This isn't for free. This isn't for free, man. This is the only money I have. Are those marbles? Yeah, they're marbles. I don't have any actual dollars. Oh, I don't have any. A fiver? Five dollar bill? Thanks. That would have been so impressive if you got a five dollar from your side. Wait, 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 let's do the transition. Are you, are you ready, Minu? Wait, wait, do, I don't, I yep. just make sure I have a five dollar bill. <laughs> do you have a one? I do, I have, I have several ones, yeah. Okay, let's do, let's use a one dollar bill. Okay, so I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it, oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, here you go, Manu. Here's a formal payment. Oh, thanks. Oh, here it is. It's oh right, my God! It's right here. <laughs> wait, how did I get it also? I got it also. What? You got a 20? Wait, what? It the... multiplied. I don't know how. I guess inflation I... is really crazy I... these days. What a scam! Uh, man. The exchange rate, man. The mm -hmm. exchange rate from here to Carrie's house. I guess I... Like Carrie's house. I blame the chai economy. It's the chai economy. Is oh crashing. yes. Oh wait a second. Wait, on further inspection, dude, this is Canadian. What? I can't even use this here. You scammed me. It just went. Wait, is that it, it went down in value, didn't it? Yeah, it went down. Wait, no, no, the Canadian uh, twenty is, is like. The you're, Canadian twenty about like this too much. or something. You're thinking about this yeah. too much. Oh, I think you clearly over inspected here. Right, fair enough. Yeah, over inspected. <laughs> well, it doesn't smell like maple, maple syrup anymore, so. Ah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously a, a twenty dollar Canadian dollars is like more than one U.S. dollar. Yeah, it's more than one I know US. It's like a. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is it like an 80 cents to one dollar ratio? I don't know. I don't know. All right, boys. But you know anyway, what? Uh... <laughs> what, what you know what's another know. hobby for cubers? Quitting. Going to sleep. <laughs> quitting. Quitting. Why do you keep quitting? I was gonna say sleep, dude. Yeah, I think. <laughs> but sleep. I guess if quitting's a hobby, we're in trouble.
like, yeah. I mean, like, ooh, I mean, that might have been his shot. No, okay. No. <laughs> no, no. Like, he's not the only one. I, I, I mean, like, I've quit blind. I mean, I'm, I was never a good blinder, but like, I think you have to quit certain events if you want to like make room for others. But anyway, I know, I know what you're saying. This episode follows that pattern of quitting. Because uh, it quit. You know what, what other so pattern it follows? It followed, it followed a pattern of, before we recorded, we said, this is definitely just a 30-minute episode. And my recording has been going for an hour and 10 minutes. So. I know. Well, I, I felt like, you know, uh, we kept bringing up, like, side hobbies. And I was like, we have to give that one the spotlight. That is true. That is yeah. true. Can't just... Can't just I mean, all yeah. the hobbies are just... They're so interesting at the end of the day. Yeah. I know. Yeah, and, and a lot of them are is always number one. And a lot of them are really tied to like speed cubing, I think. And speed cubers are also just interesting creatures, I think. They're interested in like so many different creatures. Hobbies. Yeah, we're creatures. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> we're creatures who will end this episode by saying goodbye. Alright, is it Audi time? It's Audi, Audi time, boys. It's Audi time. Bye. Thanks everyone. Oh, He's speed running away. Look at him. Oh my god, he's that's, actually speed that's running. Like, that's like slow running. It's the opposite. <laughs>